You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Welcome to another episode of the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. Do you consider yourself a global citizen? What cultural experiences have you shared with your children outside of your own? Are you comfortable with traveling by yourself with the kids? Do you even know how to create educational experiences even at the beach? Whether your children don't have a passport or have more passport stamps than an international pilot, this episode is for you. Nicole Hurst is the founder and creative mind behind Passports and Playtime. Whether planning unique cultural immersion experiences for families to supporting schools and organizations, Nicole works to educate families on the educational, cultural, and social development impact that travel has on children. Nicole, I am so excited to have this conversation with you because I myself grew up traveling. We travel with the kids. But I know that many moms, especially during the middle of divorce, travel may be the last thing on their mind. So welcome Mm -hmm. to Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah. So, you know, with this idea of travel, I think sometimes we think of travel as vacation only, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're a business traveler. But when I think of vacation, it's kind of a last thing on the list. If we have time, if we have the money, but not really thinking about the added value and benefit, one, that we know play has, but then two, educational component. So, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, even with everything going on in someone's life, especially during a divorce, why you think traveling with the kids can be such a great experience or a great thing to do at this time. Yeah. So I love travel. I think that as we explore this idea of travel, um, for me, travel is one of my favorite ways to play. And so the idea of play is doing something you like to do that really brings you joy without a specific result. Right. And so for me, my passport to play is through tra- traveling. And as we expose our kids through travel, um, there's so many different um, values and benefits uh, that we get through traveling. Uh, You learn to accept people um, who are different from you, who are in a different culture. Uh, You get to, you encourage kindness and openness and um, just trying new things and that flexibility. And I think that that point right there is very, um, is, is what I would really like to talk about here is because as you think about going through a big change in your life, something like a divorce where um, your kids are um, experiencing this shift, you as the mother is experiencing this shift, you kind of get stuck in this space, right? Yes. You, get, <laughs> you get stuck in this space and um, you're trying to find a way out. And so for me, traveling is really that way to kind of break up that mundane, that day-to-day experience um, and really release some of that stress. It encourages bravery, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it does. 
in a real sense, right? Because you're you're doing something new. You're leaping out on faith and and exploring and experiencing a new space, a new culture, a new country. Um, so I really love that um, that that reason to travel is to really break up really break up that mundane of the day to day, but also just encourage that openness and um, it's just getting out there, just getting out there and experiencing something new. And I think when you're going through a divorce or, or in that post decree phase where you're trying to navigate some of the co-parenting issues, this would be a nice change of scenery, right? Mm -hmm. It's something to look forward to. There's potentially, um, you know, the opportunity to get your kids involved at the planning stage. And so, you know, when we think about increasing quality time with kids, despite whatever your parenting schedule may be, this provides a great opportunity for everybody to get excited, to be involved. And we'll talk about a little bit later, you know, logistics and timing, especially in the co-parenting space. But Mm -hmm. I love your reference to, you know, having the ability to expose children to new cultures, new experiences and change. And I think that when children are going through or have parents who are going through a divorce, allowing them to experience different types of changes and Mm -hmm. scenery and cultures, it really allows for the facilitation that, you know what, there's so much more going on in the world than just what's going on in my my household. Yeah. Yeah. And that you are a small piece of a big, big world, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, I think that especially for our children, um, our so much of our for moms, our lives revolve around our children, right? They are number one. Um, but and I think that our children start to pick up that too, right? Like, well, my mom yes. is gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I le- I left my lunchbox at school at home today. I guess my mom is gonna bring it to me, right? Yep. <laughs> but yep. um but I think that um when you travel with them and you take them out of their comfort zone and you begin to explore they realize that the world is so much bigger than their little piece of it, right? Yes. And they begin to see um differences and accept those differences and and when they see differences in their day to day they're more likely to accept them and um, know that there's more that we have um, in common than um, than differences so we're talking about travel as if it is comfortable and common for everybody <laughs> right and and I want to be sensitive <laughs> yeah. to the fact that there are a lot of families who regardless of socioeconomic status are just not really comfortable with mm-hmm. you know kind of picking up and planning and going on a trip and frankly right could very well be like listen staying in the country is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. I have no desire to go outside of the country because I'm concerned about, you know, a litany of things, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to at least start by kind of exploring or talking about, you know, this idea of step one, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about travel, okay, let's think about, are there places or areas that we can start with, say in the U.S., or expose our kids to things in your own community that may then help you expand on, you know, the desire to then maybe go overseas. 
Absolutely. So I think that specifically here in Chicago, we're so lucky um, because in a, in a city like New York as well, because it's such a melting pot, there are so many different cultures right here in our city in different neighborhoods to explore as well um, that will give you a whole different uh, sense of, of awareness, whereas your, the smell, the language, right? Um, yes. the, sign, the signs on the windows, they're very different than what you see in your neighborhood. So I definitely think exploring other neighborhoods here in Chicago, in a city like New York, but even in New Orleans, right? New Orleans. Oh, I is love New Orleans. Sudden, yes, right? And, and I think New Orleans is a great space too, because there's something for moms, there's something for, you know, grownups and for kids there. Yes. Um, that they can all get a great experience um, and feel like they all went on vacation and got to have fun um, and not come back from vacation. Like, okay, now I need another vacation for my vacation, right? Sure. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think New Orleans is a great one, but Chicago, um, New York, even to Las Vegas, just for, I think for kids seeing new things. So seeing the big shiny, you know, signs and, and seeing the, the, the intricate uh, displays outside of the hotels. It's all for me, it all comes back to just exploring and opening their minds. Um, okay. And seeing that, yeah, seeing that the sky is the limit. We can go anywhere, we can do anything and yes. things are going to be different, but just being able to explore our surroundings is a great way to get them to open up to that next step of maybe and moms too, if that next step to international travel, if that's if that's a desire. No, I think that's great. And I think we are very fortunate to live in a country where there are many, many great cities and towns that we can explore. So whether you live in a big city like Chicago, there are great neighborhoods. But even if you don't, and you're in a smaller community, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some place within driving distance to yeah. explore something new, to see something new. I love taking the time to be a tourist in my own city. Right? Absolutely. And so starting from a space of saying, okay, maybe this is my parenting weekend. And so instead of us staying home and doing, you know, our usual running errands mm-hmm. and, and going yeah. to children's activities, maybe finding a weekend that hey, you know what? Let's do a staycation or let's try some you know, different, something different. And so maybe that's kind of the stepping stone Absolutely. to then move you into a different direction. Absolutely. And thinking about if you don't live in a, in a large city um, where there's a lot of different neighborhoods and cultures there, um, one thing that I like to do to prepare my clients is when they're getting ready for a trip, Um, Think about, A, where do you want to go, right? So that could be looking at a map. That could be looking at a globe. That could be um, what culture are you interested in? And take a trip to the library. Go to the library, pick out books around that culture, Um, find, let's go to a restaurant and and try that food. So it doesn't have to be, let's pack bags, let's get on the airplane, Yes, Uh, right? You can actually do things right there in your home. You can look up a recipe um, and and go to the grocery store and go down that aisle where there's different uh, culture, you know, foods from cultures all around the world and bring some of those items home and taste test. So there's lots of different things that you can do to explore, to get your mind ready to travel. I love that. And I think, you know, I always think of it from the perspective of, you know, families who have different schedules. And so, you know, 
incorporating some of these into your parenting time, going to the library, great activity to do, going to a new restaurant, trying Mm -hmm. on a new thing. I was even thinking, depending on, you know, your kids, friends, maybe there is a friend who comes from a different culture and Mm -hmm. figuring out how to connect with their family and saying, you know, we'd love to go to a restaurant with you or figure out how to have kind of a family night. Mm -hmm. You really understand maybe we cook our cultural meal, you cook yours because we're thinking about traveling to, you know, India or Italy or Greece or Jamaica, wherever it is. Um, And we'd love to be able to connect in that way. So I think, yes, you know, as a starting point, there are some small things, but it also makes me think that, you know, when we think about cost component, Mm -hmm. I don't want listeners to be scared off by the idea that travel has to be expensive Mm -hmm. because there are little budget Terry things that you can do to certainly have a big experience. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of different things that you can do um, budget wise. So one thing that I'm starting to get into is using your credit card. So there are a lot of credit card offers out there where if the more you use it, the more that you can accrue these um, miles, right? Yeah. Points that then you can then use for miles. Um, And so that's a great way to, on your everyday purchases, to use that credit card to accrue those points to then use that to buy flights or to even book a hotel if you're doing a staycation. Um, But that is a fantastic way. And I'm learning so much. (laughs) Oh, listen, there's a whole world. and, And let me, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Listeners who've been with me for a while know that I am, I'm an open book, right? I talk okay. about any and everything all the time <laughs> about my life. And I will say that I am married to the man who is all about points and uh-huh. miles and savings and how oh, you, so you know that and the yeah. other. So it, so <laughs> I get it, right? It's very overwhelming for me mm-hmm. because I'm like, wait, what, what am I supposed to right. And my girlfriends even laugh at me because if you ever go out with me, you see me put down a credit card, full disclosure, my credit card has like, um, a little like label on it that tells oh, me exactly. So, right, so for. what to use it for. So it's not because I'm married that. to like a crazy <laughs> man. It's because like, he's constantly having to remind me we get double points on it's this strategic. one or that one. Yes. yes it is strategic. Yes. yes. I love that. So that's, you know, <laughs> if you want to really accrue miles on your everyday or um, hotel rewards, certainly a way to do that. If you're thinking about, and that's both domestic and international travel. Mm-hmm. The other thing yeah. I would say um, would be looking at things like companion pass mm-hmm. Southwest, Delta and, and really using those, especially if you're going to be traveling with, you know, with the kids, those things can be big, big, big savings. Yeah. Um, And there's also different websites too, right? So if you are looking to travel um, and you're looking at flights, if your dates are not fixed, there are different um, resources and websites. So a Skyscanner or even a Scotch Cheap Flights where you can, Um, If you know where you want to go or you have a roundabout departure time or when you want to like month that you want to travel in, um, you can use those two apps or those two websites to kind of put in where you want to go. And it gives you a range of when is the cheapest to fly or even where is the cheapest to fly during this range of dates, too. So that's also a great resource when you're looking to budget. 
I think that's really helpful. And I think that for moms who are intimidated by kind of doing all of this planning, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to do it alone, mm-hmm. right? There are services and individuals, including yourself. Yep. yep. <laughs> um that work with families to put together itineraries and trips mm-hmm. so that as a mom who's like, listen, this is the amount of time I'm working with. Maybe this is my budget. How can you help me? So tell us a little bit about kind of that process. When you think about somebody maybe like, listen, I just can't, this is, this all sounds great. However, this is just not trip planning is not my ministry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how can I use a service um, to create a wonderful experience for myself and the children? Yeah. So that's exactly what I do. Um, And back to that reference of play, it's my way to play. Um, I enjoy learning about new cultures and languages and history. I mean, it brings, it's fun to me. And so being able to, if a client comes to me and they say, Hey, I'm interested in going to Spain. I have not, I've been to Spain, but not with the kids. And it was like for a layover. Um, So that gives me an opportunity to really do some work, to start doing some research. Like what is the culture? What is the language? What is the food? Are there flights from, direct flights from, you know, where your your departure airport is in the States to, you know, to where you want to go in Spain. So reaching out to um, someone to build your trip. I don't call myself an agent. <laughs> I like to, I curate trips. And you curate trips. I love I'm it. Cur- I love it. Yeah. Curator. Um, but when I curate these trips, it's really, I really get to talk with the clients to see what are their interests. You know, what is it that you are looking to do? What is it that you're looking to get out of this trip? Um, If you're bringing the kids, how old are the kids? What are their interests? Um, You know, their ages, of course, right? Because that helps align the different activities that I look for in the country that we're visiting. Um, But really get it just really, what are their preferences? Are you looking for a more touristy kind of trip? Are you looking to stay at a resort and lay out on the beach and, you know, and and enjoy the the pools and the amenities of the resort? Or are you looking to get out there? Are you looking to do more cultural immersion activities? Are you looking to stay more locally at an Airbnb? Are you looking to um, do museums? Are you looking for um, cultural experiences, nature experiences? So it's really getting to know that your client and what their preferences are. And then I build the trip from there. I love that. I think it's, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Right? And then being able to then kind of pinpoint, okay, so we know that this trip is specifically to sit down and enjoy the hotel, right? So mm, exactly. maybe the focus here I mean, is- Sometimes you need that, right? Sometimes oh, you need, yes. I don't want to try, I don't want to explore. Nope. I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to go. No. I just want to sit here with my feet kicked up, let that's my it. kids play in the water because that's what I need right now, you know? Yes. Well, mm-hmm. and to be fair, maybe that's what they need, right? Mm-hmm. We were exactly. talking about the importance of play okay, you know what? Maybe this trip during the divorce or soon after the divorce, maybe they just need a trip where all they have to worry about is playing. How much do you want to play? When do you want to play? How do you want to play? Whatever you want to play with. And so maybe that's the rejuvenation trip for everybody Mm -hmm. that's in a different space, right? And so maybe that's the focus. Now that could be a little bit different from a trip where it's, 
you know, we'd like to have some sort of educational component involved, Mm -hmm. or we'd like to explore. We are not the kind of family and I don't have the kind of kids who want to, you know, lay in a lounge chair all day. I have the kids who want to, you know, be on, uh, up and out. And, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that for somebody else. I don't have those kids, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, I don't have those kids. My kids in fact, yeah. My kids, in fact, are <laughs> perfectly fine sitting down and, you know, having somebody bring them, right. a, you know, a strawberry yeah. deck. Waiter, please. <laughs> yes. To which I'm quickly like, Let's go sit down. Right. Like, settle right. down. So, <laughs> who are uh, you? Yes. Right. But <laughs> if you do have those those children who are adventurous and and want to do and explore, um, you know, identifying and and designing a, a plan and a trip around that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about kind of travel plans, and we know that most families are kind of tied in to the school calendar. Yeah. When you think about planning, how far in advance should one start really looking to plan, especially if you are kind of tied to yeah. the winter break, spring break, summer break, you know, type of schedule? Yeah. So two things there. Um, I, in my opinion, as a former educator, I definitely believe that, and as an educator, right? Never a former educator, still educating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I do believe that as our kids are younger, the world is our classroom. They yeah. are learning so much from just as much, if not more, from being outside of the classroom and exploring um, through traveling or going through to a museum or even just in the car, you know, and having those conversations and making your kids aware of their surroundings. But I truly believe that traveling and exploring outside of the classroom and learning outside of the classroom is just as important as inside the classroom. So my suggestion is travel as much as possible when the kids are are younger okay. because, because they will make it up, right? Yes. Um, especially those younger ages where we're learning addition and subtraction and, and spelling and reading. Sure. Those, those are things that they will definitely make up, right? Um, but as they get older, it is definitely harder because you have more... You, test and um, yes. more classes and teachers and you know you have seven classes and teachers that you have to juggle so it's definitely much harder um, to stay caught up with your work there but I think that if your dates are are fixed and you're in your they're aligned to your children's schedule the earlier the better right okay. so you know what those dates are go ahead and start looking go ahead and and look at your google flights and put in your exact dates and put in the destination that you want to go to and it will give you um, exactly what those what those um, prices are for those flights around that time um, if they work for your budget i would say go ahead and jump on it and even with google flights right when you go into google flights it will let you know if the price is green that this is this is a great deal. This is the time to go. Jump on it. Yes. Go ahead and jump on it. Don't wait if you can, um, but go ahead and jump on it. Um, but so, so yeah, if your dates are fixed, go ahead and jump on it. Start looking, start planning, start doing that research, see what's out there and start creating a budget. Look at your fights, look at the hotels, look at the different activities and definitely start to work on that budget. Um, and, and then you can start to chip away at it maybe book your flights first and your hotels. Um, So the earlier, the better if you have fixed dates. I think that's great for two reasons. One, I'm all about planning and organization. And so when we Mm -hmm. think about 
having fixed dates and times. I'm thinking from the perspective of let's pull out our allocation judgment or our parenting agreement, whatever you have and mm-hmm. look at, okay, is this my year for spring break? Is this mm-hmm. my year for Christmas? Exactly. Is this yeah. my year for Easter? And really start charting. Okay. Here are the dates that I know my time period, mm-hmm. because one of the things that I think parents really hurt themselves by doing is waiting until a couple days before yeah. Uh, whatever the holiday is to then start looking at, oh, wait, is this my time? Is my other person's yeah. time? Well, first of all, arrangements, flights, all of those things are going to be much higher. Exactly. But two, trying to get into court to say, you know, judge, it's my time and I didn't get the seven day notice or whatever the notice is. Yeah. Most courts don't look at those things as an emergency. So yeah. the two for here is let's start plotting out dates on a cost-saving budget planning side, but also it's going to track with, hey, I'm supposed to let my co-parent know 10 days in advance, these are our dates, or I need to give them our itinerary information. But if you've already got everything locked and loaded and in place, then you are completely fine with, you know, moving forward. So that's the first thing. And then two, you were talking about, um, education and kids at a younger age. I absolutely agree that, you know, if you have younger children and you have the ability to expose them to whether it's world cultures or events and activities in your community, mm-hmm. those things can supplement certainly what they're learning in the classroom. Absolutely. And that's both from preschool all the way up through say high school. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you have a sophomore or junior who is learning about, you know, Greek civilization mm-hmm. or um, learning about, you know, Egyptian culture. Mm-hmm. Maybe then it becomes, Hey, for spring break, we are going to supplement what you're learning, or we're going to really kind of enhance what you're learning. You can do that throughout the school year, but also most schools provide kind of your curriculum Mm -hmm. They give you an understanding of, okay, in seventh, you know, seventh and eighth grade, this is what we're doing in social studies, or these are the concepts that we are learning in math. And so looking at the curriculum and then tagging that with your travel experience, you know, I, I think it only enhances their learning and education plus spoken like a true educator, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Prior life, you know, (laughs) that is exactly it. Yeah. And then a lot of times too, um, the, the administration and the teachers are very flexible and they encourage it. And, um, they may even ask for your, your child to bring back, you know, maybe they'll ask them to write up something, bring back an artifact, share with the class, um, share some pictures. So that also um, is another added layer of being able to experience it, but then be able to share it um, amongst your peers. And I think that makes the children really proud as well to be able to kind of show up. To off. be yeah. able to talk about it, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, it's the real life show and tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so how fun, cool, educational and meaningful is that? So again, kind of combining the the two I'd love to hear from you, Nicole, you know, when we think about top destinations or these Mm -hmm. destinations 
for specifically for families who are just kind of putting their feet in the, in the, in the water. They just want to dip their toe in. They just want (laughs) to dip their toe in. Maybe we're coming off of a divorce. Maybe we're, you know, kind of, uh, the first time we're traveling without kids. What are your kind of top three? These are, you know, check these out. Mm -hmm. Mexico is my favorite place. Um, Mexico Mexico is absolutely um, my number one. If you are just now, this is your first international trip. Um, If you are solo traveling with your kids for the very first time, um, and it's it's proximity to the states, right? Um, and then there's a large um, there's there's a there's a large expat community in Mexico as well. Um, so I definitely Mexico is at the top of my list for if you are yeah if you are going to travel international for the first time. Um, and it's also very budget friendly as well, and the people are great um, and very nice and. It's a great way to to really explore and having such a large uh, Mexican population here in the States, it's really easy to do some of that, that um, I call it background knowledge or that homework on the country and the culture before you go so that it, it enriches the, exp- the experience. Um, Costa Rica is another one of my top places. Yes, I love Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Costa Rica. Um, Costa Rica is just a beautiful country. It is. Um, just the nature, the the jungle, um, the flora. It's just it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, so for many of the same reasons as Mexico, but it's just it's, it's, it, there's, you get to this freedom. I feel like when you go to uh, Costa yes. Rica, yes. yeah, I love um, Costa Rica and Costa Rica. So again, me, you know, full disclosure grew up in Panama. So we're just going to okay. throw Panama on the list just because yes, but, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> but Costa Rica is certainly one of those countries where you can, whether you want to go to a hotel and just kind of, you know, vacation it out. Um, there are beautiful beaches, both white and black sand beaches in yeah. Costa Rica. And then of course there's like the volcanoes and there's yeah. the rainforest. And so you really can get any and everything um, in families who are very much into ecotourism. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really huge, but in, in terms of just, um, comfort level, I would say both certainly Mexico and, and Costa Rica, mm-hmm. you would be hard pressed to find anyone who doesn't speak English. So if you're concerned yes. about, yes, don't speak Spanish. I'm very, I, you'd be hard pressed because yeah. unlike in this, in, um, the States, most other countries, um, most citizens are bilingual or can yep. at least at a minimum, help you or direct you to someone who can then exactly um, speak English. So I, yeah. I would certainly say in those two countries um, specifically, mm-hmm. um, don't let the fact that you don't speak Spanish be a hindrance. That's not to say you shouldn't try to speak Spanish <laughs> or, or learn. It yeah. is to say though, don't let that be the reason that you don't then otherwise travel. So yeah, just, and my me, little two cents. Yeah, and and that's that's perfect. And I think that's part of the the exploration and the fun of traveling too. Is so one of the things that I try to when my kids travel when we travel to other countries and even with my clients is we're going to learn at least five words 
and the language of the culture that we're going in the in the language it. of the country that we're going to. So it's going to be a hello, a goodbye, a thank you. You know, it could be um, good morning. But we are going to learn words in that culture because we are not going to go to another country yes. and expect them to speak our language when we're coming to them. Um, so just and again, as you started off the, um, the 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 session with, we're raising global citizens, and so we really want our children to understand that. Um, again, we're just a small piece in this big world, yes. and we can't expect um, people who look different from us and talk different us to to say and do and be as we are here in the states. But yeah learning language, just learning a, f- a couple of words, just a couple, couple of words. words. <laughs> Five words. I love that. No. And, and for your kids, right. Kind of exposing them to the, yes, you know, not everybody speaks English and that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. Right. How about we try to, to learn an, another language or here we go again, supporting what we are learning in school, because yeah. I will tell you, there's so many of us who are running around. Oh yeah. My kids speak Spanish or my <laughs> kids are taking French or my kids are taking Mandarin. And yet, right, right. Can they really? Can they really? (laughs) This is an opportunity, right, to Mm -hmm. have them rise to the occasion. Absolutely. Yeah. To support what they are doing. So providing those opportunities to expose them in that way. I think that's fantastic. And it helps them engage more with the trip too, right? Like it helps them um, take some ownership of, of being out of the country. And again, I call it that background knowledge, but being able to go and be able to speak to um, the people there in their language, it, it, it helps the kids engage, um, engage in the trip, engage with the people, engage with the culture, um, but also being able to take ownership of, of their trip and, and feel like, you know, my mom didn't just bring me here to play, but I'm also, you know, being, I'm helpful, right? So, <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, that makes me then again, because to me, right, the, the, the conversations that we have here on Grown Girl Divorce are, it's really important for listeners to know that you know, we hear you, see you, support you through your divorce Mm -hmm. journey. And one of the things that you just mentioned in terms of the kids' involvement resonated with me from this space of saying, you know what, it gives them a sense of control during a time where they may feel that there's a loss of control. Absolutely. So being involved in the planning process, having conversations about these are the things that I would like to do on this trip. This is where I would like to go. This is, you know, what I would like to see, learn. It, it really then allows them to take ownership, yep. to have something to look forward to. But again, when you think about everything that's kind of going on in their world as children through, through the divorce process, this may be the way to, in a very fun, non kind of, I don't know, what's the word, like, you know, non-forced way, right? Where you're yeah. not feeling like here, I got to yet again yep. do something. It's playful. Mm-hmm. It's playful. And mm-hmm. so incorporating them in, in that process. Yep. So I think, you know, resonating with that, um, just the word of Quick caution on that piece, though, moms oftentimes in this space feel very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And the idea is not for you to have your children dictate 
where you're going, knowing that you can't afford it or now Mm -hmm. it's not the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So certainly having the conversation of, Hey, you know, we'd like to go on a trip. We'd like to explore something. If you have the kind of child who I tend to have, (laughs) who, you know, is trying to have the most bougie experience, (laughs) right. You might say to them, that sounds fun. Just right right now. Let's bring that down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, you know, there are ways to still (laughs) incorporate this, but I say that because, you know, oftentimes, especially in the divorce process, moms often feel very vulnerable in these spaces. And we Mm. don't want you to find yourself agreeing to go on a trip to appease your kids because you're so worried that they're struggling and this will help everything. Mm -hmm. The idea here is to make this a collaborative, fun, playful Mm -hmm. opportunity for them. Yeah. Yeah. And just to learn something new and maybe, you know, as I mentioned before, get out of your comfort zone, reduce stress and awaken a piece of your self um, as a mother that maybe has been dormant or maybe that you need to, you know, rejuvenize and get excited again, or maybe a piece that you didn't know, maybe you enjoy uh, learning to cook, you know, in a different, in different foods in a different culture. Um, maybe you enjoy snorkeling, you know, something yes. you've never done before. Yeah. So it's, it's also a great way just to, um, like I said, release, release that stress, but also discover and explore new things within yourself going through this difficult time. I love that. Nicole, tell us where (laughs) listeners can learn more about passports and playtime and working with you. Yeah. So um, you can find me at passportsandplaytime.com. That is my website. And through there, there's also a contact sheet that will come directly to me and I'll reach out to you. But I'm also pretty active on social media, Instagram, um, my handle, I guess that's what the kids call it. Is it's passports and playtime. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. And, you know, we all want to raise global citizens, consider ourselves to be global citizens because, you know, we know that that will make our own experiences both in our households, but in the larger community, even greater. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your tips and tricks and everything in between (laughs) with us. This has been so great to chat with you. So thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.